the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. We invite you to join us in worship this Sunday at either the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock service. For more information, visit our website at LargoCC.org. If we come to the altar, whether it is our home by our bed or here at the church or in the car, God will heal us of that spirit of fear. He will impart in the place of it the spirit of power. But the spirit of power cannot get in when the spirit of fear has the glass already full. Today on The Healing Word, Pastor Jack Morris is going to discuss our memories, those that are good and bad, and how the effects of each can shape our attitudes and at times imprison us. Listen as we learn how God can release us from the spirit of fear, replacing it with the spirit of power, and temper that with the spirit of love. Let's go to the message right now. Memories, good and bad. There are some memories that we have that we wish we didn't have. We wish we could forget them and get them out of our mind, and we think perhaps we have only for them to return again. Something triggered it and like a flashback, there's that memory again. And, and we, just, we just can't capture it, bring it down, take the fangs out. Uh, but today, God is going to help us. The Holy Spirit is with us. Blessings are going to come. God has an answer. And it's found in this holy book, inspired by the Holy Spirit. Now, there are good memories there's a song, Precious Memories, How They Linger, come from somewhere to my soul. And we thank God for those precious memories. Those precious memories are so interesting. They, they inspire, they, they motivate, they energize. We love the good memories. But then there are those that I'm calling bad memories that also come. Some failure. We keep remembering it. Ruminating it. An abuse. An illness. A setback. A disappointment. They just keep flashing back and flashing back. Oh, would to God that we could get that out of our mind and forget it so we can move on. But some of us have been locked into a standstill for so long and memory has played a great factor in that standstill. But let me tell you about a, another kind of memory. A memory, something you said somewhere along the way. You said it, you wish you hadn't said it. You wish a thousand times you could get that back again, but it's out there and you keep remembering what you said. And you may not have really meant it, but you said it anyway. And you hurt somebody, but you hurt yourself 
I hurt myself the most. I keep remembering what I said that I shouldn't have said. And I don't remember it for a week or two, but I've been remembering it for years. I wish I'd have never said that. Why did I say that? And then, how about those memories you wish you had have said something and you didn't? You had an opportunity to say something encouraging. I think back, my parents are now, they've been in heaven for a long time. And I, I wonder, did I say everything that I should have said to them? There are things now I think of that I wish I had have said that I didn't say. And that keeps coming back. It keeps coming back, what I should have said. I remember my old pastor, uh, dear Reverend Garns. Uh, he was my first teacher. Uh, after I planned on going in the ministry, and he sensed the call of God. He, he encouraged me. He taught me, he led me, his wife counseled with me, and Corinne, uh, they were such a blessing. And then I went on to college and university and seminary. Now, he had a theological degree, but uh, I, my academic training went far beyond his. But I remember talking to him on the phone one time. Uh, I was pastoring a church uh, larger than his church, not this church, it was another church before coming here, and uh, he called me and we talked, and while I was talking to him, I, I, I wanted to say, uh, Pastor Garns, you were my first teacher. You were my best teacher. That went through my mind, but I didn't say it. I didn't say it, and to this day, why didn't I say that to him? It, it wouldn't have cost me 10 cents. It wouldn't have cost a dollar. But oh, how it would have blessed that dear old brother. There are things that I wish I had said uh, to my parents. Uh, I, things that I, I have said to Corinne, and I, I think I've said everything. I've, I've been very, trying to be very careful and say everything that I need to say to her. And I, I've told her repeatedly how much I love her and that, that she is the best thing that ever happened to me. Really, she really is. I could never have made it without her. I hope I've said everything. I hope I've said everything I need to say to my children. I don't want to have those kind of regrets. And I hope I've said everything I need to say to the Largo Community Church. I, I love this book of, of uh, Philippians so much. It's been such a blessing to me through the years. And I, I want to read something that, that Paul said to the Philippian church. Uh, chapter 1, he addresses them and he says, I thank my God every time I remember you. You know, it's nice to say nice things to people. Why are we so hesitant and so backward about that? Notice he said, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I pray with joy because of our partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Listen to this. This is the last one. It is right for me to feel this way about you all since I have you in my heart. Wasn't that nice that that old pastor said that to that congregation that he was pastoring? Let's say some nice things to people. There's, there's enough out there to, to discourage and put us down and hurt us. I've experienced love here at the Largo Community Church like no other place. 
And I'm thankful for it. And it's real and it's genuine. It's from Jesus' heart into your heart. And Corinne and I have experienced it. And you have experienced it. Haven't you? Haven't you? Why don't you just holler across the aisle to somebody, I love you. Memories, good memories. We went on a vacation. I remember when my dad took us down from up in western Pennsylvania to Washington, D.C. So many years ago, I may have been 11 years old, 12 years old, and took us to the zoo. <laughs> I had never seen a zoo, and, uh, but he wanted to, wanted to bless it. But, you know, I can't ever remember thanking him for that. Just little things, but little things with a thank you behind it it becomes a big thing and a wonderful thing. And if you know that somebody is hurt and down, go to them and say, I love you, I care for you, I'm praying for you. Why keep silent? Why? We, we, we speak out when we want change. We speak out when we don't like something. Why don't we speak out when we do like something? Let's love one another and let the person know I think we've all been guilty of being quiet when we should have spoken and uh, maybe been quiet when we did speak. <laughs> Who knows? But memories, uh, bad memories, they have a way of debilitating us spiritually, just tearing us down spiritually. Uh, they have a way of producing fear in us. And some of us, all of us, have bad memories today. And I'm praying, and I have been praying, that God would help us to find healing and wholeness in our mind. We, we hear a lot of sermons. I know I preached a lot of sermons on physical healing, but not very many sermons on the emotional, mental healing. But listen to this, friend. Before there was ever a physical healing... Remember how the Satan went into the garden and he initiated an argument with Adam and Eve? He was dealing with their mind. He was going to hurt them through their thoughts. He told them a lie, put the seed in their brain. Eve said, oh, well, he said, God said, we'll surely die. Oh, no, you won't surely die. Look at the interaction and the dialogue that went on between the two of them. It was all in the mind, and the whole earth was cursed because of things that happened in the mind. It, sin started in the mind, in the thought. That's where it starts. Every imagination of the hearts of people were evil in Noah's day, so God sent a flood. Because their thoughts were evil. God help us to think good thoughts. And God's going to help us. We can't do it in ourselves. We can't fight that battle. There's a war going on. And those thoughts keep coming back. And some of us have been stunted in our spiritual growth. Plateaued. We wonder why we're not closer to the Lord and why our life isn't going forward. We quickly want physical healing. We want to do away. Of course we do. And God does heal. But if we get our thoughts straight, a lot of physical healing 
would automatically take place. I don't see here any amens coming this morning. You still with me? Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message following this important invitation to join us in worship this Sunday at the Largo Community Church in Bowie, Maryland at either the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock service to experience a wonderful fellowship of believers and faith-building messages based on God's Word that is sure to encourage your faith and spiritual formation in Christ. The church is located at 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland. For more information, visit our website at largocc.org. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. Uh, Do you have the... There it is. It's on the screen. Can you see it? Can you read this? It's uh, 2 Corinthians 10, 3, 4, and 5. New King James Version. Come on, let's read it together. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Now notice, arguments. Where did arguments originate? In your brain, in your mind. Bringing down every thought. You see, God is concerned about what you're thinking and your imagination, your thoughts. And when that man... and People were writing about racism and all of that, that evilness that was coming. He didn't know, and I'm sure God has forgiven him. But the people in this church who did know said nothing. They kept quiet. Maybe they were embarrassed. I don't know. But it wasn't only here, but it was all across this nation. It's beginning to die down, I think, a little bit now. But friends, we've got to take a stand for the body of Christ. We have been redeemed. We are brothers and sisters. Your name and my name is in the Lamb's book of life. And evil is evil no matter who it's coming from. And why are you afraid of their faces? Jesus said to Peter on one occasion, Get behind me, Satan. You're doing the work of the devil. And if you have the spirit and I have the spirit of Jesus, you and I will take a stand for righteousness no matter who it is. It's doing the unright thing. That's what righteousness means. It means doing right or doing unright. And Jesus has given us his righteousness. Friend, let's be the Christians and and love, not as the world, but love as Christ loves. Now, look at this verse of scripture with me. For though we walk in the flesh, that means we're in the world. You're in a human body. God remembers our frame. He knows that we're but dust. We're weak. We need his strength. So so we walk in the flesh. We do not war according to the flesh. We don't act like people of the world. We come to each other's defense. We lift one another. We bless one another. We don't fight like the world fights, with gossip, with nasty things, statements about somebody else's faults. 
No, we don't fight that way. So then let's stop it and love as Jesus would have us to love and be the people that he would have us to be. Notice, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For our weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. If you see an evil stronghold out there, in Jesus' name, pull it down and don't be afraid. Because the spirit that God gives does not lead to fear. And if you have fear, you picked up a, a, a virus, a spiritual virus, and it's doing you harm and it's going to do others harm. This is the church. And Jesus said, I will build my church. Remember who you are, what God has done for you, and that you're on the rock. We don't need to fear. Fear is not of God. As the scripture says, for God has given us not the spirit of fear. But Christians have a tendency, not all Christians, some, of fearing somebody else's face. They want to be everybody's friend. But you, you can't be everybody's friend. You can't. Take a stand for Jesus and for righteousness. Look to the Lord with your heart and allow him to bring blessing to you. Now notice that, that verse that it says, for our weapons of our warfare. Fight with the word. Fight with love. Fight with care. Don't be afraid to go and say, you shouldn't say that about your sister. You shouldn't say that about your brother. I love you. And because I love you, I'm going to take a stand for Christ. We have weapons. Don't use the weapons of the world. Don't act like the Democrats and the Republicans blasting and calling each other liars. And you may not say it, but you, you think it. But it happens. But we need to repent and come back to God. If we want revival at the Largo Community Church, we're going to have to be honest with ourselves and honest with God. You might need to even speak to your wife or to your husband, to your son or your daughter or your parents. But pray about it first. Get the mind of Jesus. Seek God. Watch what the Lord can do. They'll come back to thank you someday because they are hurting themselves and you are allowing it to continue. And God will hold you accountable for letting that fester and grow in its wickedness. I didn't really want to preach this sermon today, but I knew I had to. Because all sin and all evil, it doesn't happen when we behave a certain way. It happens when we think a certain way. Before there's behavior, there's thought. And we need to bring down those strongholds because if we allow it to continue, it will become a fortress that is impenetrable. You've waited too long already. It's going to be very difficult now. But don't allow that person to continue to damage himself or herself or damage another person. For the pulling down of strongholds, Casting down arguments. Why do you listen to those arguments? Cast them down. God has given you and me power over them. Because their seed now is getting into your attitude. Oh, you. And I will put on the front. 
be very careful about letting anybody know it's time to take a stand, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought, bringing every thought, bringing every thought into captivity. You have to take that thought and, and imprison it. It's been running and loose way too long. Bringing every thought. We're in a war, all right, but it's on top of our shoulders. That's where the war is. We need the weapons that are God-empowered, and they're available to us, and they're here for the pulling down of the strongholds. And we need to look to physician Jesus. He even referred to himself, as I said several times, as a physician, so it's okay for me to refer to him that is very scriptural. He heals our memories, our thoughts, our thinking. And when he does, we are delivered from the power of fear. There are too many Christians who are cowards in the home where they work and in the church they attend. Cowards. Fear produces cowards. Looking to healing of the spirit. If we come to the altar, whether it is our home by our bed or here at the church or in the car, God will heal us of that spirit of fear. He will impart in the place of it the spirit of power. But the spirit of power cannot get in when the spirit of fear has the glass already full. I say, why do I keep being so weak and cowardly? And then he'll bless us with the spirit of love. But we've got to get rid of the spirit of fear and begin to fight the battle. Jesus told the men in the Garden of Gethsemane, put up your sword. We don't fight that way. How do we fight? We fight with love. We fight with care. We fight with sympathy and empathy. We, we embrace. We are the people of God. We are the people of God. We are the people of God. That spirit that went into the capital and all of that mess, that same spirit floated across the United States. I think I know some of the churches that it hit all the way to California. That same spirit. We began to listen. We begin to look and to read and to think and to talk. Oh, I'll tell you, we become so passionate over our human situation. Friend, there's a race that God put you in and put me in. We're in that same race. And that's the Christian race. There's only three basic races in the world. The Gentile race, that's everybody who isn't a Jew. The Jewish race, that's everybody that's a Jew. And the Christian race. We have been redeemed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are in the Savior's love and care 
He has cared for us all our lives long. He's going to take care of us now. Look to the Lord, focus on Him, and allow Him to do that beautiful gift and move you and me on in His grace and His love. If you were to take away one truth from today's message, let it be that Jesus is the great physician, healing body, soul, and spirit. Ask Him to heal you of all fear and bless you with a spirit of power and love. We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. But before we go, here is Pastor Jack Morris with a special invitation. Thanks, Eric. Before I leave you today, I want to thank you for your prayers and your financial gifts for the support of this ministry. You're my partner. I'm your partner. We're on the same team. We're on God's team. God bless you as you continue to pray and give. And I thank you. God bless you. I'll see you next time. You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on the Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. You can also mail a check made out to The Healing Word to 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland, 20721. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.